Welcome to the Pro Football Radio Podcast, episode 10. This is your co-host, Jay Kuma, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Mr. Yes. DePuma. Yes, New Hampshire is part of the union, people. New Hampshire is part of the union. Dude, How are you doing, Jay? Dude, I'm good, man. I'm doing great. You're doing I'm great. I'm doing great. That's good. It's spring. I had a good week. He showed up in the Mustang. I got the Mustang out. Yep. Oh, dude, life is great right now. Yep. I'm pretty sure I have seasonal depression, right? Yeah. Middle of January, I hate life. Right. Middle of February, I'm blown up, blown up at coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of March, I'm like, fucking life is awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's so, a great feeling, like coming home from work. I because I, I work till like 7 p.m. and coming home and like it's still light out, like even at like 6:30, when like the home stretch is right there. There's yeah. still daylight out. I'll take it. I can't wait. It's great. It I, hasn't come soon enough. I always tell all my friends to make sure to check up on me middle of February because that's when I start getting very antsy. Oh, you mean like check up on you to make sure everything's good or to check up on you and make sure like the Starbucks addiction's okay? Dude, all of it. Mix right? All of it. As my support circle out here in Connecticut, you guys got to check up on me and make sure I'm doing good. You know what I'm I mean, for those of you that have listened to all 10 episodes right now. That's a milestone. That is a milestone. I think episode three or four, we had the debate about crying and I'm just letting the record show that you have yet to check in. Speaking of which, Brennan, are you doing okay? Oh, now you check in. Have you cried? Now you check in. I yes, I'm doing fine. I cried six months ago. Like, I want to know what fine. it was. What was it? There's just a lot of stuff, but I'm doing, right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Why did you cry, Puma? It's, you know, it's a collection of things. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's all fine. Right. It's some, It's better than, like, beating the shit out of someone. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm> just saying. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> you know, get the emotions out that way than, like, assaulting somebody. It's a good time. All right, so. Uh, one, one of the things we want to discuss this week is just my nickname, right? I know you have one of the best nicknames of all time, Da Puma. Which, speaking of which, I'm working on some sound clips that whenever we say Da Puma, we're gonna have a little rower in the back. Oh Christ! You know, so whenever we'll be like Da Puma's here, I'll give it like five like growls before someone comments, be like, "Please stop!" <laughs> I, oh wow! But it's fine. We'll give it. We'll give it a but shot. But the people on Instagram let left us a few names that I wanted to run by you. Okay. You ready? So for the first one was by our boy Derek from the T Dub that said the cheetah. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, we already got one animal. Yeah, true. You know. Mm-hmm. I got that. I, got I like that. it. We talked about that a little bit last week with D Row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, shout out to you know Derek D Rec for listening to the episode. Obviously, he listened to last week's if he said cheetah, or yeah. he's he's talking to our boy and being like, "Yo, you should say this in the comments." Yeah, yeah. Um, J underscore boots said stud. I kind of like that. The, very studly. The stud and the puma. The stud and the puma. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Patrick Oshag Nasty said legend, bruh. Legend, bruh, and puma. <laughs> Mm. So far, the, the, the yeah, stud right? is ahead right. on points, but you know, yeah. I feel like people that put like hashtag stud in mm-hmm. might be looking for like some, you know, the village people stuff. Yeah. They hear like two people talking about football, it might, might put them off. Did we ever go through the story how you got the name the Puma? No, we haven't. Well, let's hear that. So, how did Brandon Silva turn in the Puma? So, <laughs> so back in. <laughs> And you made fun of my growl last week. So back oh, in the day, back in the day, <laughs> nope, 
that ship set sail. Uh, so back in the day uh, in New Hampshire, that's right, Jay, it is part of the union. Uh, I was playing some uh, Texas Hold'em with some of my friends back at home. Uh, Justin, Josh, Mac, you guys shout out. And uh, it was a little, little wasty face downstairs playing poker. My favorite face for being drunk. Yeah, wasty face. I uh, was about to win a big hand, and I had a, a literally the Puma, like the brand, had like a white Puma hat on with like blue lettering and like the blue cat jumping out. Mm-hmm. And I won a big hand. I was like, the Puma's on the prowl. The Puma's and on I did the like prowl. little like fucking claw movements because I was drunk. <laughs> the Puma's on the, the prowl. Puma is on the prowl. <laughs> and yeah, ever since then, that's been my name. Sure, make fun of me in the comments, but it is what Dude, it is. I fucking love that. You know what's funny? And uh, my friend Deborah can attest to this from back from NetJets. We actually had a day where we 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 did spirit animals for the whole team, right? And it's funny because I was named a puma. Oh like, shit! That's where I was. Like I I can prove this. Um, but seeing that you had it longer than I did, <laughs> I have relinquished that name to you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh my god, so cool, cool man. So um, if we go with the stud though, that means you have to wear a cowboy hat. I'm down for that. Okay, but it's gonna get in the way of your hair. You dude, did I'm you like, did a great promo, by the way. Dude, my promo game is stepping it up. It, you know it's saying? it's showing improvement. You know what I'm saying? It's showing improvement. I make sure I do the hair up right. I'm like, let me get on IG real quick. Yep. You know, towards this towards the end of the week after that second promo, I wanted to do another one. But I was like, you know what? That's not Why not? Feel, that's not even feel too much just yet. Oh, we gotta hype the show. It. Yeah, I guess you're right. But listen, before we get into actual football stuff, I had a great week. I do I like, you know, like I said, spring is coming out. I'm fucking loving life, right? Yep. I did have one little bump in the week that oh, I Oh shit. And I want to discuss this with you. I uh I love pistachios. Absolutely love <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to hear how like pistachios almost brought down Jay Chima. Dude, I'm just saying. I had listen. I absolutely love pistachios, right? I love like getting a a big bag of pistachios, cracking them, eating them, Mm -hmm. great snack, right? Now I heard about something called um, already like un, I guess, uh, broken up pistachios already. So like they're already out of the shell. Yeah. So just pistachio, like the, the the actual nut. That's a bunch of them. And I went to the store and I bought a whole bag of these. Um, unshelled pistachios. Now, I don't think it tastes the same, right? So I was super excited about these unshelled pistachios. I got home, I sat down after work, I turned on ESPN with my Coke Zero and a big bag of (laughs) unshelled pistachios, and they didn't taste the same. So I was wondering, like, I don't know if it's the shells that actually changes the taste of the pistachios. But that is something that like kind of almost derailed my week because like you you know how they say do not meet your heroes right well I met my hero of unshelled pistachios oh my god and they didn't live up Brandon and they didn't live up and you know what it is I think it's psychological I was thinking about this I thought about this for three days <laughs> this is where my mind went I thought about this for three days and I thought about a story last summer where I went and I got um, some soft serve ice cream. And the soft serve ice cream wasn't swirled around. Like, you know how to do a little swirl yeah. up to the top? They just kind of blotched into a cone. Like, they didn't care one bit. And I had that cone, and it just didn't taste the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was convinced that it was not the same soft serve ice cream that I had for the last three years. Yeah. I think it's psychological. I think it really is. No, because, like, I'm, I'm a pistachio guy, too. And out of shelled or unshelled, I'm a shelled guy. I don't know if it's, like... Because if it's unshelled, I will tell you right now, I've seen me destroy a bag of unshelled. Mm-hmm. So if I have to work towards like cracking the Dude, shell, you're right, you're right. You know, you're I'm right. not gonna like I, I could kind of contain myself. Dude, you're right. 
But no, because once you actually have to do the work, right? Like after the twelfth pistachio, cracking open, I'm like, I'm exhausted. No, because I'm, like I'm done with this. But the unshuffling, I just pop it. I'm like, right. M&Ms, dude, just like, give them all to me. No, it's like if you by the the tenth or twelfth one, somewhere in that range, like you feel like you're getting calluses on your fucking thumbs trying to crack it. So no, I'm with you. That for once, like we actually agree on like oh. food that oh. has almost brought you down. Look at that. But uh, I mean, I'll take that over my uh, my death lift ride. My death ride. What happened? Dude, so, tell me. Enlighten me. So, so I had to bring my car in. I had to get uh, new tires for uh, for Lucy. My uh, my, wait BM- minute, wait my BMW 3 Series. Why do you call Lucy? You got to name your car, man. I don't have a name for my car. Well, that's your problem. You're big on naming everything. Naming yourself. Naming your car. You know. <laughs> what do you it's name like, <laughs> look at Look at the shit. You know, like, look at ships and shit. Like the Navy. Like, they name ships and, and whatnot. And, I mean, hell. Look USS at, Lucy. Look at, look at Forrest USS Gump. USS DePuma. Look at Forrest Gump. <laughs> How many Jennies were there? That's all I'm saying. I've never seen four. So long story short, uh, brought my car in, got new tires for for uh, for Lucy, and you know it's about like a half hour away. Okay. So I got a lift, thinking thirty bucks, like whatever. I'm not putting anyone out of the way to like come pick me up, drop me off, drive like another hour for them to you know go home. Okay, so this lift driver, for one, didn't even pull in the driveway to 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 meet me i had to meet her on the street and then on the street over here she did like a 19 point turn to get to the stop sign (laughs) dude dude that is the tip of the iceberg (laughs) so at the stop sign here on the left hand side there's like a little bit of a bump that kind of blocks like the oncoming traffic and then on the right side it's like downhill so you see everything she only looked right didn't see a lifted f-150 coming coming this way what kind of car were you in I was in a Toyota CRV, Ooh, okay. so you know it, it might have saved me. Almost got broadsided by a truck. Fine, she's sitting in the road waiting for this truck to like literally go left to center to go around to go by. And the guy is like flipping her off, being like, "Yo, just just go, just go." Like I'm not gonna go play chicken with oncoming traffic because you won't move. This guy being the truck, so we go. We, uh, we, we're trying to get on Route 8 to head towards Watertown, and we take a little side street. Front end of the car almost gets taken off by a school bus. So then she's what? okay. So she's coming down a side street, and on the left hand side, there's like a postal truck. Like this is the one incident that like I'll kind of give her a pass. So there's like a postal truck blocking the street a little bit, and then here comes this bus that's trying to make a left hand turn. So. Yeah, they're going to be a little wide, and we were kind of in the way. So she's backing up, which is fine, but she almost backs into a car behind us to give the bus room. So bus goes by, almost hits a car behind me, okay? Then we go, and we're about to make a right onto Howe Avenue, and she didn't look at that, didn't look left again, and she just fucking gunned it. Almost get broadsided again by a fucking truck. She hits the curb trying to avoid this thing. And then she almost hits the car in front of us in the breakdown lane. What, what did you say? What did you say to her? Uh, I didn't say anything except start saying like Hail Marys in my mind. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm a lapsed Catholic, but I thought I was going to die. So, so you should be texting Tara. I love you. I did. I texted her. I said, listen, I'm, I'm trying to go to the dealership right now. If I die, just know I love you. And... She's like, don't die. I'm like, I make no guarantees. So you think that's bad. So then we finally merge onto Route 8. And once you get on the highway, it's about like 25 minutes to like go from 
uh, Shelton, Derby, and Sonia yeah. to like Waterbury, Watertown area where, Path the, where the dealership is. Yeah, we we went through Nagatuck, which is fine, except we're in the left hand lane of Route Eight. Which is like Gran Turismo for those of you that don't drive <laughs> down Turismo. here. And she's doing 45. And like the car beeps at her if she goes over that. So she's in the le- like the passing lane doing 45. Uh, we got cut off like five times. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally either going to die or I'm going to be the victim of a shooting. Like some, <laughs> someone's going to have like some road rage. And we like had we had like a little minuscule conversation. And she's like, oh, like, you know, she's, I think she's from Russia, which is no shade. Yeah. It's no shade. But why would you leave Philadelphia to come here? Like all I could think of was like maybe a mob boss was after them. And I'm like, great. Like I almost died like five times on this half hour car ride. Am I going to be a victim of like a Russian mob hit? Like I don't, I don't no, I don't know. I, she's not even Tara's not even a beneficiary of my life insurance yet. So two things. Two I, things gotta, I gotta update shit. Does, this reminds me of that um, meme you see online with the Family Guy Chinese woman. <laughs> you ever seen that meme with? You the, know what? She probably would have drove better than this lady. Wow! Wow! That's saying a lot. Like, but what's great is like she's a five star Uber driver. So I I don't know. Did you give her like a one star? I didn't give her a tip. I didn't give her a tip, but like I felt bad. Like I didn't, I didn't want to tempt the face because she kind of knew. Like she obviously knew where I live, and she's like, "Oh, I'm from Derby." It's like, all right, well, listen, you you left Philadelphia. I think it might have been like a mob shooting. I don't know if your 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 man's is some higher up in the Russian mafia. Your I don't, man's. I don't. I don't need you to show up at my house with like AK 47s if I don't give you at least a four star rating. So I gave you a four star rating. Russians scare me. I don't want to die. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, in, the, in these strange times, man. Did you cry in that whole ordeal? No, you know, I kept it together. What a surprise. As a, as a, you the know, didn't come. <laughs> as a lapsed Catholic, I, I kind of kept it together and said my 10 Hail Marys, and uh, and I called it a day. But <laughs> Dude, well, I'm glad you didn't die at the Puma. But I got to say, it was kind of worth it because those tires are fucking sick. So, are they? Yeah. Dude, how's the Beamer running? How's Lucy running? Lucy's running great. Nice. It's nice. great. But before we bore people... Dude, this is a- <laughs> With, what are we like 15 minutes into bullshit it's right 14 now minutes of just <laughs> so <laughs> i do guess we, we should do talk we have about- any nfl news this I, week? I mean we got a little bit some of it this is why i love our podcast we just get on here and talk about bullshit you know it's fine it's it's joe rogan meets sports i love it i don't know who joe rogan is you you don't know. oh jesus christ i've heard you his name but i've never heard his podcast so you should it's really good. No, it's really Joe good. Joe Rogan should listen to the Pro Football Radio podcast. You know what? If he allows DMs, I'm, I'll just send it to him. Mm. I'll take my chances. Like, what's the worst that could happen? No? Okay, fine. But anywho, there was some news over Let's the last, about NFL stuff. last two weeks. Let's hear it. What so, happened in the NFL this week, Puma? During, Give us the rundown. During last week's recording. Before before we get to that, you are the equivalent to Adam Schefter, in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah? So give us the NFL rundown, Mr. DePuma. So we kind of have to backtrack a little bit because there was so much going on with free agency last week that we really we didn't even talk about Tyree Kill's situation. Sure. So for those of you that, for some reason, don't know, uh, Tyree Kill, uh, towards the end of I guess the opening round of free agency last week was under investigation for uh, domestic violence uh, at his household, uh, wow. stemming with a, a three-year-old, his three-year-old son uh, having a uh, having a broken arm. So there's a there's a, a lot of information that was going on. The Kansas City Star originally broke that news report. Um, Tyree kills under investigation, like I said, and I believe his fiance 
right now is also uh, a, a, a an additional party to that. Mm-hmm. So there's still like a there's still a lot of going on right now. Um, they haven't formally charged Tyreek Hill, but it's just interesting because he had a he had a a lot of issues dating back to his college days at Oklahoma oh, State. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he uh, he was charged with uh, domestic violence against his now fiance, who was also eight months pregnant at the time, with punching her and also uh, choking her out. Wow. So yeah, he got uh, he got kicked off the Oklahoma State football team for that. Deservedly so. And he fell in the fifth round of the 2016 NFL draft. Uh, It's kind of ironic enough that John Dorsey drafted him. uh, Of course, John Dorsey. Considering that he signed uh, Kareem Hunt Hunt to the the Browns right now. But what's interesting is in college, when he had that knock, he pled guilty. And part of that— He pled guilty? Yeah, he pled guilty. Oh, my God. Part of that agreement was he had to— uh, part of the agreement, he had to complete a one-year intervention course and had to undergo supervision for two years. So since he abided by those court rulings at the time, that formal charge was expunged from his record. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go back and look, it, you're not going to get a, a guilty verdict or, or anything sure, like that. Sure, it's fun, yeah. So it's interesting because the Kansas City Chiefs, like they cut Kareem Hunt in like six hours. But they kept Tariq Hill. But they kept Tariq Hill. So, you know, a lot of people, uh, personalities in in uh, in the industry... Like uh, Albert Breer on a Monday morning quarterback brought up a good point, being that if this was anyone else in the Kansas City Chiefs, Mm -hmm. they would have been cut immediately. And that's a good point. So the NFL, we've learned, whether it's Ray Rice or not Tariq Hill, if you can produce, it doesn't matter. They look the other way. Right. And I've been saying this for the last like year and a half. I have a harsh, I have a very harsh stand on domestic violence. Because I don't think you should ever put your hands on a male or a female. Right. I believe there's a... For me personally, there's a no violence um, tolerance the NFL should have. Right. And I think the NFL, on its first offense with Tyreek Hill, should have been like, you're not good for our league. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? You hit another woman. You actually um, put guilty to it. So you are not good enough for our league. And that's my stance on it. Now... Given the fact that the NFL overlooked that and now we're in this actual trial where I don't want to comment on anything just yet until we get the full details right. on what happened. Um, apparently, it's his um, fiance that broke the little kid's arm. Is that what I'm understanding? That, I'm not too sure. It, it sounds like they're still under investigation, the fiance and, and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the 10,000-foot surface view, it looks like they're trying to see if Tyreek was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it's too early to say. He hasn't been formally charged with anything, and there really hasn't been anything else released from the investigation. If, if it comes out that he actually broke this kid's arm, dude, he should be banned from the NFL. Right, because, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges. Like, domestic violence is domestic violence. There's no place in that in society today. But assaulting a child, especially yeah. a three-year-old, yeah. is... Inexcusable, dude. And it's not even just like, like, like you know, like just slapping on the bottom. It's breaking somebody's arm. Right. They broke this kid's arm. Right. It's not so like if, AP. If if the, if the violence is this um this extreme that they broke this kid's arm, like Tyreek Hill should be not in the like in the league anymore. My personal opinion, after this few times now, over and over again, there is no um leeway for violence in the NFL. Right. The NFL can stand up and say, 
We do not condone this. We're going to set an example for the rest of America. If you are convicted or even if there's any sort of inclination that you have hit somebody violently twice now, you're not going to be out of league. Right. You're not going to be out of league. And like the messed up thing too is before, obviously before this investigation, we don't know how much the Chiefs knew ahead of time. Uh, there were talks that they were going to extend him. They were going to extend him to a record-breaking contract. That's my next question is I, you have quite the information on this. What is this going to affect his outlook? How so, is this going to affect his outlook with the Chiefs? Pre, pre-investigation, they were going to extend him to a record, air quote, record-breaking contract. And then right around free agency time, uh, they were, there were rumors that uh, broke by Jay Glazer of The Athletic, who also did his prediction that Odell was going to be trading. Was, Jay Glazer, was right. congrats, buddy. So uh, Jay, Glazer, Jay Glazer, rather, actually holds, his name holds a lot of water right now. It does. Um, was breaking the story that the Chiefs were trying to uh, shop him to potential teams, which to me sounds like they hit a snag in contract extensions. And now with this investigation, all bets may be off. So who knows? I mean, he is the most dynamic uh player that's not a quarterback in the NFL right now but I mean the, oh yes the I, guy I, I the agree. guy but he can't keep his agree. hands to himself like you, you're you're only as dynamic as you are when you're on the football field like if you can't be available what's the point watching that Patriots um Chiefs AFC divisional championship game I'm sorry AFC championship game I was scared to death the second he had he had the ball in his hands anytime he had the ball in his hands I was like stop that guy tackle him put three people on him that is one of the reasons you're going to lose this game, Patriots, if uh, if you let him run wild. Right. So he's a dynamic player, but he's had two major issues now where he's made the brand look bad. And the NFL is big on his branding. Right. And the thing is, too, for, the, for those of you keeping track, you don't need a guilty verdict for the league to come down with the hammer. Of course. So my question is, why is he not on the commissioner's exempt list right now? Why is that not something that's happened? That because they are they are happy to throw anybody on that list right now. Right. The thing the only thing I can think of is because he's such a dynamic player, yep. it attracts yep. viewership. Yep. Yep. As it's as profits, fucked up it's profits over people. We we're seeing that now with the Boeing situation where Boeing had two jets go down because of massive software issues. Yep. And it's always profits over people, no matter what. And oh. that's what the NFL is doing as well. And I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if, the, like uh, Albert Breer was saying, I don't I want to take any thunder away from him. That's He did some fantastic reporting and, and thoughts. Was that if this was anyone else on the Kansas City Chiefs, not even like just outside like the top 15 players on the roster, they would be cut immediately. Like the the Hunt family doesn't want any part of that. They showed that with how quick they cut Kareem Hunt. Like it's yeah. who knows. So it's funny that they cut they cut Kareem Hunt immediately. Because the running back is a devalued position. Well, they it's not even find- that. I think not to cut you off, but like he lied to the Kansas City Chiefs and then the TMZ video. Like, at least there was video that oh, came out. Anytime there's video, you're fucked. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> he lied. hitting somebody is okay, but if it's hitting somebody on video, you're completely fucked. Right. Because, like, if you look at Greg Hardy, like, you know, I think he was suspended. But those, and, those pictures were bad. I remember right. those pictures. But in, like, the court of law, he wasn't convicted because the girlfriend never showed up. But well, that's a story for another day. But... 
Kareem Hunt's bigger problem, besides the fact that there was videotape, was he lied to the Hunt family and he lied to, you know, Andy Reid. And as soon as those lies came to light, like, he, they, they didn't mess around. They, for that moment, they had a zero tolerance policy. Sure. But who, who knows? It's, it's a, it's a fucked up situation going on in Kansas City. And it sucks because it, it's a three year old. That really doesn't know what's yeah, going on. It can't defend himself. Yeah, and the people, kids, the people that are you know supposed to look out for the kid assaulted him. Yeah. Allegedly. Like, we don't know. Broke his but, arm, dude. But, like, at the 10,000-foot level, people in charge of taking care of this three-year-old boy broke his arm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, just to wrap that up, man, it's okay to – listen, I grew up in a household where – you know, I was punished because I did something wrong and you would get like, you know, slap on the bottom. Oh, yeah. I have my back porch painted right too. Like, that's happened. You know what I'm saying? But they broke his arm, dude. That's different. That's, right. That's a different level of extreme. So hopefully they figure out what the issue was. Hopefully right. the kid is safe. Um, at the end of the day, hopefully, um, you know, Tyree Kill. I, I don't know, dude. Hopefully he's not involved in this. But if he is, dude, he's got to be out of the league, man. My personal opinion after this for a few episodes now if you are convicted or if you have any sort of history with putting your hands on other people, kids, whatever it is, you should not be in the NFL. Right, right. It, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Like, there's still a lot of investigation yeah, let's, let's coming wait, out. But let's wait and figure out what the exact um, details um, details are. But uh, at the 10,000-foot level, it does not look good in Kansas good. City in the Chiefs' yeah. kingdom. So that's that's Tyree Kill. That's from last week. Um we really took a really dark turn with a very... Right. We went, very, like, super op- light. We had a great opening, and then it was like, all right, yeah, kids like getting a, abused. <laughs> we had an awesome opening, and then it's like, oh, shit going on in Kansas City. And then it's, like, kind of gets dark. I guess you could say ish. I don't want to cause up a shitstorm on YouTube and fucking Google Play. No, let's do it. Let's get it. But Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. So, My man. Uh, earlier this week, being, like, Monday or Tuesday... The uh, the pro- the Florida prosecutor in his uh, two counts of solicitation of uh, a prostitute uh, uh, reached think, out for a deal. I still think he doesn't know where he was at. Okay, and I'm still saying that he does not have uh, dementia, or Alzheimer's. So <laughs> long, to go to CVS. <laughs> long story short, the the prosecutor uh, reached out to Robert Kraft and I believe 23 or 24 other individuals charged. And offered a deferred prosecution agreement. You know what that tells me? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So the, the terms of the agreement were if Robert Kraft and the other individuals that were offered this deal uh, admitted that if this case was brought to court, they would be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. If they took that agreement, they would have to do like 100 hours of community service. They'd have to take a... a, a Education class on on prostitution. Uh, submit to STD screening. <laughs> I would pay for all of that. And I would pay for all that to watch Robert Kraft go through. And that. <laughs> they would have to pay five thousand dollars for each charge. So in the case of Robert Kraft, you'd have to pay a, a ten thousand dollar fine, five k for each charge. So those were the terms of the deal. But like I said, it would mean that Robert Kraft would have to admit that if this case was brought to court it would be uh, he would be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt my thought on that is the fact that they threw that deal out to Robert Kraft means the the authorities in that county don't have an ironclad case because if if this case was ironclad they would nail Robert Kraft to the fucking post 
Anytime anybody gets a chance to put the Patriots against the Post, they will take that chance, right? Okay, but... Listen, let me finish. Let me finish this off. Okay. I'll let you finish. So, the fact that they went out there and gave him that deal means to me they don't have an ironclad case. Now, Robert Kraft, he has enough money to bankrupt this fucking county. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has enough money to put enough resources, enough lawyers behind this case to drag this out to the point where... I will admit... I will say this right now. There's a good chance he'll walk away without anything at all. But here's the thing, too, not to, not to cut you off. One, it is the city uh, of Jupiter, Florida, that is prosecuting him. It is not Roger Goodell on Madison Avenue prosecuting all prosecuting. of America. So, it's in. With that being said, it is Jupiter, Florida, that is prosecuting him. And I did a little bit more research on deferred prosecution agreements, and one of two things is going to happen. One, like you said. The prosecuting attorney does not have a solid enough case to uh, to get a conviction if brought to court. The other instance, which I'm kind of leaning towards, is that because Robert Kraft does not have much of a criminal record, and by much I mean zero, it's a misdemeanor charge. We'll give you a get-out-of-jail-free card if you abide by the terms and conditions of this agreement. You're not going to have the. You're not going to have this on your record. But if you break this, you will have a guilty verdict on your record. Sure. So I think that's a that's a get-out-of-jail-free card for Robert Kraft and for the the prosecuting's office. The the prosecutor gets a win in their books. Robert Kraft doesn't you know have to go through the motions and having all the dirty laundry aired out. Apparently, there's a videotape of him getting it served. Services. I don't think he wants that. So it, it gives everybody uh, a kind of win-win. But the problem is, is that would require Robert Kraft to admit that if brought he to court, not. he will not brought to court, it would be a guilty verdict. And if you think about it, a couple of people up in uh, the 603 and everyone that was blowing up Twitter would be like, oh, fucking, fucking, there's no case. There's no case for crap. It's all a bunch of bullshit. It is a bunch reaching. of bullshit. For those, They're trying to take us down, Patriots for fans. Those of you They're saying, trying to take us down. For those of you saying that, the the reason why Kraft denying it tooth and nail, it's, it's not because he just pled not guilty to these charges. If he takes that agreement, that gives Goodell and the other owners and the uh, the NFL as a whole the the right to throw the fucking sledgehammer to craft like Jim Ursay set the bar at six games uh, five hundred thousand dollar fine no draft picks like if he admits guilt the best case scenario for craft is what happened to Jim Ursay if he admits guilt I am convinced the NFL will come down hard on the Patriots and take away draft picks they're not gonna take away draft picks you say that now but we've seen how okay. the NFL All right. goes against the Patriots okay we've seen that Listen, you, we've seen this because you get your hand caught in the cookie jar and you break fucking rules on whether or not you should as we minute no 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 as minute as the rule is on deflating footballs or videotaping walkthroughs if you don't want to get draft picks taken away don't break the fucking rules. The rules are there for a reason. And the words of Chris Rock, they're kind of just hints. Like, I wouldn't do that shit if I was you. Like, don't break the fucking rules and you have your money, you have your draft picks, you don't have any issues. I don't want people to fucking sit there the in, the 603, the in the 603, in the 603 saying, oh my God, <laughs> the fucking, the fucking league is after us. Like, the, the, don't sit there and cry to me like you're the Oakland Raiders of the 70s and 80s 
who had this magnifying glass up. We're much worse. They will nail us every single time they can. Here we go. Here we go. They're, they're, not, they're just trying to stop us from winning our seventh ring right don't, now. That's what we're trying to do. Don't break the goddamn rules. Don't break the rules. Don't break the rules. We're on the problem. fringe of breaking the rules. We're trying to figure out how much can we get away with. Here we right? go. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you get... When you get your draft picks taken away, then you start crying a foul. So I don't want to hear that nonsense. You can keep your, your fucking tinfoil hat theory. Go Patriots. You can That's go in my saying. kitchen right now and go grab some tinfoil. Make six, a little, six rings, make all right. A little hat They're out trying of to it. stop number seven. They're trying to stop number seven. Six or three people, I am with you. The fucking league is trying to just take us down, all right? So... For those of you that listen at work, you might want to turn the volume down on that segment. But to bring this back to reality land, um, they're not going to take draft picks. Yeah. So what's going to happen? Two things are going to happen. Robert Kraft is going to fight this tooth and nail, right? Well, not to cut you off, yeah. but Adam Schefter uh, tweeted out a statement that Robert Kraft uh, uh, released earlier today. And it's kind of funny because... Robert Kraft's lawyer uh, last night came out firing brimstone against the Jupiter Police Department, uh, Jupiter Prosecutor's Office, saying that the uh, the traffic stop on Kraft was illegal. Uh, the the videotape they have of him uh, allegedly receiving services inadmissible. And then here comes Kraft, and I'm not going to waste anyone's time because uh, we don't want to bog this podcast down. But for those of you that want to read it, you can find it on Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport's uh, you know, tweet history. If you read it, it sounds like a man that is admitting guilt. Like he, mm-hmm. he openly admits that he tries to do right, you know, whenever he goes about his business as a person. Uh, he didn't mean to hurt anybody. Uh, he doesn't want to bring a bad name to the woman that he loved for over 50 years. So now he's, you know, like no shade. You're dragging Myra Kraft into this. Like, so if you read that, it sounds like a man uh, that's admitting guilt. And it's not to say that this deferred prosecution agreement is set in stone it might be the beginning of a negotiation period sure. we're in sales like we know how negotiations go sure. yeah. this is one offer Kraft and his attorneys might make a counter offer and have everybody win so that's so, it the fact that from what I understand I saw that statement today that did lead some credence to the fact that maybe he is admitting some guilt I get that all truthful all bullshit aside let's face it he did go in there he got the services whatever it is what it is What's going to happen going forward? He is trying whatever he can. He's trying to do whatever he can to not let that sex tape leak. I'm sorry, not let that the, the, tape the, leak. The tape. Right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want that tape getting out there, right? So the fact that he's trying to play nice now means that when I saw him go to war with that uh, Jupiter Police Department, I, I knew immediately that tape was going to come out, right? That's just how it's done. When, when somebody that rich goes after you... The Jupiter Police Department know they cannot possibly win in this situation. Right, and it's bad so business. That, that tip was going to get leaked. So now I think this is all part of a ploy by Robert Kraft to make sure that that tape doesn't get out. Right, there. and the thing is too is you know like I said, this isn't the NFL prosecuting Robert Kraft. This is Jupiter, Florida. This is America all coming down. The Patriots. Shut up. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, it is bad business for. You know, the people of Florida to be, I you know, not to give rich people a get out of jail free card, but 
if they're driving a lot of the economy, they're living down there for a reason, whether or not we're, they're escaping taxes. We're all working for the rich. It's it's it it's bad. It's bad for business. Like the Ju- if the Jupiter Police Department really wanted to throw the fucking book at Robert Kraft, they would. You know, I'm not saying maybe they were sitting on charges, but I wouldn't put it past them. Like they don't want to drag Robert Kraft through the mud. Like the the guy I has a do. house down there. I think they do. He's friends with he's friends I with. I think they do want to drag him through the mud. You, you done stepping on me? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's friends with he's friends with Donald Trump. Like you don't want to drag people through the mud that have clout that bring money and resources to your community. So, regardless, my takeaway is people are just going to do whatever they can to make sure the Patriots get nailed to a stone. It is what it is. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking logically that. The you know that they they he doesn't want the sex tape to come out and he also doesn't want to admit guilt and he doesn't want to get his nail uh, his balls hammered to the wall by the NFL, so yeah I know pun intended but that's that's my theory. Patriots and, and Nation, you know what? And like, I am behind you, Patriots and you know Nation. What? And all, I know how you feel. In all, right? all seriousness, like if you take your tinfoil hat hat off, like Kraft and his lawyers need to figure this stuff out because he's going to be arranged uh, arraigned rather. On, uh, on March 28th, and at recording, it's the 23rd. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of time left for him to cut deals. Yeah. So so I'm sure we'll pick this up eventually and get back into this. Um, I want to move on to the game of the week. The game of the week. The game of the week. We're going to give a little happiness to people that survived maybe a half hour into this. <laughs> <laughs> the game of the week is who has more Instagram followers? Oh, Christ. <laughs> this shocked me. Some of the stuff that I saw was uh it was pretty interesting right? okay so listen every week on wednesdays we have our uh, aircraft management meeting it can either be very aggressive or it can be mundane this week is very mundane and i just went ahead and i did the game of the week right okay and i was on, and I was on instagram which is my favorite social media outlet and i was trying to see who had more followers right i'm gonna give you two names the purpose of the game is i'll give you two names you try to figure out who has more followers right okay very easy number one OBJ or Baker Mayfield? I'm going to go Odell. Oh, really? Why is that? He's been in the league longer. Uh, He's got a little bit of a bigger personality. He was on a Head and Shoulders commercial. I get it. I get it. You're right. 12.8 million followers to 1.4 by Baker. What a piece of crap. He has 1.4 million. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You got that right. All right, number two. LeBron James or Cristiano Ronaldo? Who do you think has more? Oh. Mm. God, that's tough. You know, pretty much like the NBA right now versus all of soccer. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with Cristiano. Dude, smart decision. Just because soccer is like, it's no shade against the NBA. It's just soccer is a bigger sport. Like sure. everybody in the world watches soccer and knows who Cristiano Ronaldo sure, is. Sure. You're, you're so right. 159 million, which is the highest highest Instagram has to LeBron James's four. Oh shit! Okay. Yep. Two for two. I'm doing better than two. like the the what, what was the the frigging can the cameo question the cameo one. Oh, I forget. Way to like pay people to like save 15 oh, seconds yeah, yeah, of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing good that week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're crushing these games. Yeah. Right now, I'm two for two. Um, Ariana Grande or the leader of the free world, Donald Trump. Which one has more Instagram? Food? God. You know what? 
I'm, I might go with Ariana Grande. What? <laughs> Only because, I mean, at one point, I used to work, my first job was at a movie theater. One of the stupid stats they would put up there would be like, more people voted for like the winner of American Idol at the time, Carrie Underwood, than like the presidential election that year. So I might go with the musician over Donald Trump. You're fucking right. Oh my God. And it's not even close. Oh that's, my God. That's the sad part. People care more about Ariana Grande than Donald Trump, right? The fact that Donald Trump has 12.4 million uh, followers to Ariana Grande's 149 million followers. Jesus. It just shows Jesus you where our priorities are, right? Let me get a little tougher on you. Taylor Swift or Kim Kardashian? Oh, God. You're just trying to give me a fucking heart attack. Like, you started that nonsense. I always, I always throw Kardashians in every episode because I want another rant. I want the Puma to lose this shit. You know what? Because it's friggin' OJ's fault, I'm gonna go with the Kardashians. Fuck, you're right. 132 to 115. I might have been born at night, Jay, but I wasn't born last night. Okay. Tom Hanks or The Rock? The Rock. Oh, you're right. 132 to 5.6. You kidding me? Like, every day he's, like, fucking destroying the gym and some nonsense... Um, you know, motivational talk and all this other bullshit. And by the way, it's not The Rock. It's Dwayne. For those wrestling fans listening, I am wearing a CM Punk best in the world t-shirt. No, you, no. The, the, the last time you hear me say Dwayne's ring entrance name is just now. Like, it's just Dwayne. Okay, all right, all right. Cool, cool, man. This led me to... Amplify the game a little bit. Make it a little harder on you. Right? Oh, snap. Because now we're going to pair famous athletes against pets. Right? Christ. You know how big pets are on Instagram, right? Yep. So Doug the Pug, which is an actual account, versus Tom Brady. Who wins that follower account? I'm going to go with Doug the Pug. Dude, you're so fucking right. 3.7 million. What am I, like five? Five Dude, for five, five right five. now? Make this too easy on you. 3.7 million for Doug the Pug versus 3 million for Tom Brady. Yeah. Next up. His numbers might be a little deflated. Oh, here we go. Another fucking cheap shot for the Patriots. Oh, that's a cheap shot. Cheap shot. That's a cheap shot. Cheap shot. But like every time I mention Dan Marino or anyone else, you start taking shots. But that's cheap. Shut go. up, Jay. Read the next question. Go, Pats. Read the next question. Go, Pats. He's trying to stop us for the drive for number go. seven. Shut right? up. Read the question. Uh, next one up is Jif Palm, which is a Pomerian dog. Pomerian dog versus Kobe Bryant. Who wins? I feel, like, I feel like this is a trap. It's a, it's a it's a dog versus it's a dog Kobe. versus so it's a Pomeranian dog which is uh, at Jif Palm versus Kobe Bryant the five time champion. You know what? I'm I'm gonna lean towards the dog. Ooh, just because not everyone watches sports for some reason. Case in point, my household. Um, <laughs> I might go with the dog. Okay. You were wrong in that case. Oh, really? <laughs> nine, what, six for seven? 9.5 million for Kobe, but 9 million for this Pomerian dog. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. All right, last one. Okay. Uh, at Marutaro, which is a Shiba Una dog. The fuck is that? Uh, it's one of those Japanese dogs that I love. I actually, if I, if I could Was it like a, a big ass like dog? No, no, it's but, like, like a really small. They're super cute. They're like little wolves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. If I ever got a dog, it'd be a Shiba Una. But uh, at Maru Taro versus George Bush, the former president of the United States. And it's close. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Strategery. I'm going to go with uh, W. 
Not even. <laughs> no, w. No. It's because I didn't know who, what the no. hell the dog was. 2.5 for the dog versus 1.4 for George you W. Know Bush. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You believe that, dude? I can't believe. Listen, listen, I, I was happy we got 67 followers on Instagram, but there's dogs out there with 9 million fucking followers. What, what are we doing wrong? Because have you seen? You know what like, we, should do? we should adopt a pro football radio podcast dog. No, because out of the two of us, we know who's going to be taking care of the dog. I'm not taking care of the dog. Who's well, not taking the dog? Me. You're goddamn right. No, <laughs> I'm not taking care of the dog. You can take care of the dog. <laughs> I was at work talking to one of my coworkers, and I did that. Let's do a dog timeshare where I take the dog for three percent of the time. You take it for ninety-seven percent of the time because I don't want to. I don't want to clean up the poop. I don't want to like feed it. Jay Chima wheeling and dealing for a pet. <laughs> I just want to pet the fucking dog. Jesus, just get a just <laughs> get a fucking fish. <laughs> Christ. You're killing me, man. You're killing me. Dude, we're 43 minutes and we've done two NFL subjects. Okay, we've only done two NFL subjects. For those Let's of you. Let's some NFL stuff. Oh, Christ. Uh, so, where do we go? It's the, the, it's the off season. It's slow, all right? Whatever. Where do we go? The fan questions? Up to you, bro. You lead the show. Uh, you want to go fan questions? You want to talk about how the NFL is still at the kids' table with contracts? Let's go with the NFL at the kids' uh, okay. table with the contracts. Because so, I have a big point on that. So, the reason why I bring that up. Is we're not talking about Bryce Harper's ten million three hundred and thirty three hundred fifty million dollar contract so that was money, guaranteed. Man. We're talking about Bryce Harper's twelve year four hundred fifty million dollars to stay with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh uh-uh. uh, fully guaranteed. Fully that's the that's guaranteed four hundred and fifty. Million dollars. Meaning, Whereas, if he goes and gets into a wreck, he's still getting four hundred fifty million dollars. Yep, yep. four hundred fifty. Four five zero. That's so much money. The highest contract guaranteed with the NFL is Kirk Cousins at I think eighty eight million dollars, fully guaranteed. This just proves, and you know, I wonder what Kyler Murray is going to be thinking if he doesn't get taken first overall, if he might go back to baseball to be like, "Ah, I could get actually fully guaranteed money. Sure. Because that was one of the knocks on on some of the, you know, media personalities was his commitment. Like he he said he was going to commit to the Oakland Athletics. He was going to play baseball. Oakland was kind enough, I guess, air quote, kind enough to let him play football for one year in Oklahoma, and then he comes out and says, eh, you know what, baseball, forget that. I've always wanted to play football. I'll do that. So I kind of want to see what's going to happen in the draft if he's not taken first overall, sure. given that Major League Baseball, you have to work a little bit harder for it, but you're going to get guaranteed cash. And I wonder what your thoughts are on the matter. You're so right. I saw a stat that blew my mind, blew my mind the other day. Um, there was uh, four baseball players. I forget their names, but it was – I talked about this all – No, it was kit. Machado. Machado. Harper. Harper, Trout, and who else was it? Um, One other guy that got a major contract this offseason, whoever it was. Yeah. In total, their contracts were up to $1.25 million. I remember mm-hmm. if the stat was correct. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – I'm sorry, Tampa Bay Rays, my apologies, another baseball team. In their inception, the 20 years they've been around or whatever, how many years it is, they've only spent $1.01 billion on payroll. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show you that star athletes in baseball is where it's at. If you have a kid that's talented, push him towards baseball. Yep. That's a big point, you know what I'm saying? Now the NFL. The NFL owners are super smart. Their business model is absolute king, right? They have cheap labor. In regards to how they pay out the athletes, but they have the highest revenue streams, yeah. right? 
the salary cap will just keep that money in the owner's pockets. And then they're so smart about it that they actually make it seem that the players are greedy for not taking hometown discounts. Mm-hmm. Right? You ever see the you ever see an athlete that won't take a hometown discount? Everybody is just reeling against him. Why do you need all that money? But look at the fucking owner. He's making seven billion a year easily. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the NFL's business model is absolutely king. Now, this upcoming year, what I am scared about is I'm sorry, in two years, there's gonna be a in my personal opinion, there's gonna be a labor shutdown. Oh no doubt. There's a lockout on the, the horizon. The players are gonna go ahead and force a new they're gonna try to force a business model that's gonna either make the salary cap go higher or there's gonna limit the salary cap in total. In my personal opinion, if the NFL players union was smart, they would eliminate the salary cap era. In total. Mm. Now, that would cause all kinds of havoc, and it would not... Um, the reason why I love the NFL so much is because everybody has to play the same rules. Um, but the fact that they... I personally believe that the NFL players will have a lockout and force the owners right, to re- reconfigure that business model. Right. There's a lockout on the horizon. Anyone that says that that isn't happening is... You know, you can go back to putting your head back in the sand like an ostrich. But in order for them to get rid of a, a salary cap is – I don't know. Do they have this? As, you might know uh, if the NFL has a, a luxury tax because Major League Baseball they does. Do they, they don't. Do okay. They do so MLB, they have two things. They have revenue share. So those larger market teams like the Red Sox, the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers, the, the Cubs for that matter, they have to share their profits – with smaller market teams like the the Brewers and the Rays and the Marlins in order to keep everything a level playing field. And this goes back to the 90s when the Yankees were just running train on everybody. The, the Yankees were the team of the 90s. They, they, they pretty much bought themselves like four or five uh, world championships during that time frame. So in order to keep the market level, air quote level, they had to do revenue share. Whatever profits they got, they had to share with the smaller market teams to keep them competitive. So I don't know if the NFL owners are going to want to do that like I, do, do the, do the Atlanta put, Falcons really want to share money with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I don't think so if I was if I was the NFL players union I would be making sure that the owners knew that we want no we want no salary cap at all I'd be pushing hard and I and, I, and I'm fearful because in the last um NFL player agreement slash I'm sorry uh, negotiations whatever is between the players and the league in 2001 or 2000 whatever the year was yeah 2010, actually, my apologies, 2010. But I think in that one, they caved too early. And I think that's going to have some ramifications with this upcoming negotiation talks. I think we are looking at a full-blown lockout coming up soon. You well, there's going to be a lot of issues on the table. There's going to be like the, the how much power they give Goodell and, you know, the, the money because that's been a topic of conversation for the last two or three years. And we can get into that in another episode. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot on the table with this collective bargaining agreement. Now, the lockout is the only way where somebody else besides the Patriots will win a Super Bowl. Here go, Pats. Here we go. Go, Pats, baby. 603, I got you. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So, <laughs> we want to get the fan questions. We're going to get, want to get the free agency Dude, moves. We're at 49 minutes. Let's get the fan Let's questions. Let's get the fan <laughs> questions in. Real quick, though, for uh, we put a Twitter poll up on free agency moves, and we had uh, Randall Cobb to the Cowboys. We had Jared Cook to the Saints. We had Justin Houston to the Colts. And the other individual that I am spacing out right now obviously wasn't that much important. Was Houston to the Colts? Would you already say that? I said Houston to the Colts, uh, Cobb to the Cowboys, Cook to 
the Saints. What was the, oh Clay Matthews to the Rams. Right, the fans voted that Justin Houston and the Colts was the biggest move this week. Yeah, sure, I get that. Um, but I think that Randall Cobb to the Cowboys move is pretty significant, dude. Upgrading that position from Cole Beasley to Randall Cobb, and I was looking at a uh, a post by NFL and Fox where it shows the Cowboys offense, where you got Dak Prescott, Zeke. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, uh, Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup, Alan Hearns, Tavon Austin, and Jason Wynn. I think that's like up there with the best uh, offensive weapons underneath the Browns in the NFL. Yeah, my only knock against Cobb is, I mean, granted, I think he was banged up a little bit this year. Uh, like, what was it? 39, 40 receptions, five touchdowns, not even, and like just under 1,000 yards, not even. Like, Cole Beasley didn't get that much, that many looks. I'm not expecting Randall Cobb to get a whole lot. I think that was more of a locker room move. The Colts addressed a huge issue with Justin Hughes, uh, with uh, with Houston uh, by getting a pass rusher on there. But not to bog down the podcast, <laughs> let's get to the fan question of the week. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. So, do you want to lead off with yours or? Uh, let's set it up so I can kind of. Okay, uh, so this kind of goes hand in hand with about uh, Mike Trout and the contracts and all that nonsense. So. From J underscore Boots on the IG. Gotta talk about Dave Gettleman. Guy is always in the news. Started with Steve Smith, then Josh Norman, Ted Ginn, and now OBJ in New York. Other than OBJ, he basically let them all walk. Do you agree with his player history? Some questionable, in my opinion. I don't agree with him one bit because I said the biggest loser of free agency was his fucking Giants. They let Odell Beckham Jr. go for a first, a third, and a shit fucking safety in Jabril Peppers. You know what? Like, absolute shit. What is Gettleman doing? Now, I don't know if this is Gettleman's moves or if it's uh, the ownership making him, um, putting pressure on Gettleman to make sure he makes these moves. Uh, I think it is a lot. I think it's John Mara and the ownership group making sure Gettleman does what they want. But whatever he, whatever he's doing, it's not working right now. In my personal opinion, he's letting all these talents walk out the door. You know what? I'm not going to, like, I never thought I'd be a Dave Gettleman, New York Giant defender, but a lot of people brought up the good point of if OBJ is in his prime and everybody in the NFL knows that the Giants are going nowhere for at least two years, why keep him on your offense? Because he can make a difference. Because he can make a difference. If he gets the looks, but then we go back to if you, you, in order for him to make a difference, you have to force the ball his way. And if you don't force the ball his way, he's going to be with his antics on the sideline of I'm going to kick a fucking football kicking net. I'm going to punch a heating unit. It's not, it's Those not antics worth. don't really matter. Those antics are small compared no, to the, they po- do. the positive things he can bring to the field, man. What positive things? His one catch against Dallas. Dallas in a loss. His touchdown pass to Saquon in a loss. All these positive, air quote, positive things have not made a difference well, in a game. Issue, the bigger issue is Eli Manning. That's the biggest issue of all. That's like if they have a better quarterback than that. Listen, Odell on him. Listen, I get, I agree. Odell by himself cannot win a game. Saquon by himself cannot win his win himself uh, win him win a game by himself. But if you have a decent quarterback, then that's where both those pieces come into play and you win a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Like, I, 
I, I think, the, like I said last week, I think the Giants win, and I never thought I'd be defending Dave Gettleman, but to answer Justin's question about, you know, you let Josh Norman, you left Steve Smith, Smith walk, let's, I actually had to dive deep into, into articles for this. So with Steve Smith, he was a difficult person. Cam Newton and Luke Keekley came on the team. Uh, upper management decided they wanted to go with younger leaders in the locker room. Steve Smith, but for better for worse. But that's what they're going to say. Yeah. That's the narrative coming. But, that's the narrative but that then came there's out of the more. Giants locker room that said that, Odell Beckham wasn't a good team. Okay, so that. so then we get to uh, earlier struggles. He, he was a, he didn't want to become another guy in the locker room. He didn't want to relinquish leadership roles to Cam Newton and Luke Keekley. He didn't want to give any of that up. He uh, his happiness was a full time concern with the Carolina Panthers. He openly criticized his offensive coordinator and Mike Shula about play calls, and he criticized wide receivers that air quote weren't working hard enough uh, outside of games. Uh, his performance went down. He led the league in drops that year before he was cut. And then money. He didn't want to take a pay cut. And upper management, like we said with the last segment, they want to keep costs down. They went with younger talent with less guaranteed money. Anytime you move off of a big player, you are going to also manipulate the media to make it seem that that move was a good move. And we heard that out of the Odell Beckham Jr. trade when the guy, the reporter outside the Giants facility was saying, oh, the team is happy that they moved on from Odell because it was a distraction. At the end of the day, Odell's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, but let's not bust. You know what? Let's see what happens because Dave Gettleman, within two years, brought the Carolina Panthers to a Super Bowl. Sure. So let's see what happens. And then Josh Norman's case, he didn't want to take a pay cut. Jerry Richardson is... And what happened? What happened when Josh Norman left uh, the Panthers? We, We saw this ourselves. It went from a 15 and one season to what was next year? Were they what like I forgot what the record was under 500? They went from 15 and one to under 500. It was a crap season because remember, I talked to Justin about this and I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe Joshua was that big of a, a, a of an actual play to that defense. But there are also bigger issues that hold too in regards to Josh Norman. Like I said, Jerry Richardson was cheap. Uh, he during a lockout year, he was saying that air quote, the owners needed to take back control of uh, of profits in the NFL. Uh, the players were getting out of control. Uh, Josh Norman himself was an issue. Uh, he made no bones about it that he was going to hold out if they tried to franchise tag him. So why deal with that headache? They they didn't want Norman to become Le'Veon Bell before there was a Le'Veon Bell in the league. So head off that issue. And at the end of the day, Richardson felt betrayed. Uh, Josh Norman had a couple of a rough few years coming in the NFL. Uh, he was benched at times for his freelancing on plays and all that other nonsense. And Jerry Richardson uh, became kind of a life coach and a mentor. So if your guy that you're spending all this time in, in Josh Norman becoming a, a potential holdout, and you're trying to be a life coach for this guy, yeah, you're not going to want to bring him back. Listen. Which comes all, down... All, all of it is fine. And those players with the Panthers were nowhere near the caliber of Odell Beckham Jr. I will never get over the fact that you gave him away. You gave him away for peanuts. For peanuts. Because a first and a third and crap-ass Jabril Peppers is what you got back yeah, but for if you, one of you the go best back, wide receivers in the league. You go back to league owner uh, owners in the league trying to keep profits down. You get a cheaper version of Landon Collins. You get a first-round draft pick, and you get a third-round draft pick. Not even a good first-round draft pick. You get okay. a 17th so, pick overall. Okay, so let me ask you this. You have Odell in his prime. What are you going to do with him? With Eli Manning, in theory, let's assume... You draft hang Dwayne on. Haskins. Let's, hang on a sec, though. Let's assume, let's assume that they draft Dwayne at six. 
You have Eli for one more year, and then, air quote, you have a sophomore quarterback. What is there to gain of essentially losing two years of Odell? You're going to be bad for two years. I don't understand that question because at the end of the day, you you draft Dwayne Haskins this year. You have him sit for half a year behind Eli. You bench Eli halfway through the year, get Dwayne in there, get some reps in with uh, Odell, and then build for next year. All of this takes time. I get it. It's a process. But you got to get some reps in between Dwayne and Odell to make sure in two years you can actually vie for something. But if you want to rebuild the team, and I'm convinced that the, the only reason why the Giants pulled the trigger on this was they wanted to revamp the team. They wanted to change everything. The end of the light, uh, the, the light was at the end of the tunnel with Eli, and Odell was a problem in the locker room. Like, I get we can that. go back. I get that. No, that's, I'm not. Like, my biggest issue is you gave him away. You didn't give him away. I, I, I don't care. I personally but don't J- care. I J- what? I fucking hate the Giants. I hope to God he fucking was there. But what game. better? But even me sitting back thinking a first and a third and crap ass Jabil Peppers for Odell, that's a crap fucking what, trade. What better deal? You're not going to get you three get first, first rounders. The Patriots, the Patriots gave him a first and a second round pick. I saw the fucking report like a year ago where the Giants were thinking about moving him. The Patriots want to give him a first and a second. But the second the Patriots got involved, the Giants said, you know what? Maybe he's not that bad. Just because the Patriots are interested in him, maybe we should reevaluate this. So like, you could have gotten more out for that fucking for that deal from the Patriots themselves. This was the best they were going to get at this time. Like the, the 49ers turned their nose up at them. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were kind of winning games last year at that moment with Eli and Odell. Old ass Eli with no offensive line. Fuck like, Eli. But you know what? Like you say fuck Eli. It's not Eli's problem that his defense was bottom of the league last oh, here year. Here we go with the fucking What? What, what? what is is Eli playing middle linebacker? Eli can't even hit a fucking like target that's like five. Did you feet see away his offensive him? line? The big pickup for e for Eli Manning was Nate Solder, an offensive lineman for the Patriots, and he did jack shit for the Giants. All last I'm saying year. is Saquon ran pretty well behind that line. Uh, for not not because of the offensive line, that was pure talent that Saquon took over. It got a thousand receiving yards, thousand thousand uh, re- uh, rushing yards. Yeah. Like no, that that offensive line was shit. Uh, I never thought I'd be defending Eli too, where it's also Eli's fault that his secondary was horseshit, his his linebacker core with Alec Ogletree was a joke, and his defensive lineman, including Olivier Vernon, that went to Cleveland, didn't get any pressure on the quarterback. All I'm saying is, if you stick a decent quarterback behind um, that line with those weapons, I think they could be a playoff team. Truthfully, my personal opinion. That's what we could have sacked. We could have sacked <laughs> Eli. What quarterback was going to be back there? I'm just waiting for Eli to be away. I just want Eli to go away. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, you have to put aside like your hatred for Eli. I can't like, do I that. Have to put aside. That's my issue. I can't do that. Well, in this business, you have to put <laughs> aside. You have to put aside. Business? You have to put We're aside. In order to be taken serious, you have to put aside your biases. And in order to do that, you have to take the ten thousand foot view, the long view, and look at that team and say it is not just Eli's fault on the offensive line, on the defense, I just listen, in the front right. office. My point being, I just don't understand it. You could have drafted a quarterback this year, played Eli for half the year, the second half get some actual relationship building between that new quarterback to draft and Odell and Saquon, and then play for next year. Like, is that too crazy for me to think of? A little bit because why is that too crazy? Because if you with at, what were they second or third? They were second. The sixth, sixth. And, no, uh, not not this year. Last year. Oh, uh, they draft? were second. Yeah, draft a second. Okay. Year. If you whiff on Saquon, the Jets probably take him at three. They're, like, if you're not first, like, 
I was gonna take Saquon. I was telling, Cle I was saying on my couch that Cleveland needs to take Saquon at one and then they can pick up an arm at four. There was plenty of arms in that draft last year with Sam Darnold and Baker and jo uh, Josh Allen and and, uh, and, one of them. and Rosen. One of them because I believed in Eli. And you know what? Like I'm taking Saquon. I will take Saquon now. The, he, is, he is a difference maker in that backfield. Regardless, at the end of the day, I, I think they don't, New York Giants didn't have to do a full-on rebuild. They could have done a quasi-rebuild, right? Um, where you draft a quarterback this year, hopefully get some chemistry, and hopefully play for a division championship next year. So they, they're bad you for disagree on both of them. So hey, in the word J underscore boots, I'm I'm defending Gettleman, and I think he's getting raked with the calls. <laughs> Well, one hour and two minutes. <laughs> there you go. You want to get quickly into your question? Uh, sure. Let's, uh, let's set the question real quick. What's the last question? That we so have? your question was from uh, from Facebook. From uh, let me pull this up from the six oh three. Yeah. Where the hell is it? So from uh, Dan Bollier, aka Tiny Pipes, up at the six oh three. Interesting stat. Only four quarterbacks have multiple Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Why do you guys believe it is so hard to get a franchise quarterback? Sure. Let me ask that real quick so I didn't get to your, your question. Um, in my personal opinion, it's because there is no consistency between the high school game, the college game, and the NFL. Now, every single time you move up from each of these levels, the game changes quite a bit. Now, if we look from the college to the NFL level... Um, it's not a complete uh, and normal transition between college and high school. There's a lot of shotgun. There's a lot of um, jet sweeps, a lot of college offense, as we say in air quotes, where the prototypical dropback NFL uh, quarterback doesn't do any of that stuff. Right? Mm. So Tom Brady isn't going to be running the option one bit. So the NFL right now is looking for dropback quarterbacks, and the the college football um, league itself is not producing those quarterbacks one bit. That's the biggest issue. The second being, the NFL game is also um, the NFL game being more cerebral than it is physical for a quarterback because you got to figure out the mental aspect of it as well, being a good leader, figuring out defensive schemes. Tom Brady himself is not the best of athletes. Um, all he has is a decent arm and his mind, simply put. His best, his best asset is his mind. So the combination of the college game not being up to par with the NFL game and uh, the NFL quarterback being more than just a physical tool is why it's so hard to find a, a good franchise quarterback. All right. I can buy that. I'm not taking away any shade. Like you, you need to have mental toughness to be a quarterback. You need to understand defenses. But you also need like let's look at the coaching staffs. Like Brady has Belichick, and you could kind of plug and play offensive coordinator. Like we we can agree on that. Like whether or not it's uh, you know Charles, well, you know the the former coach of Notre Dame was it. But my Rice? rebuttal to that is every single coordinator that left Brady didn't do jack shit in the NFL. Yeah, but then you look at uh, Roethlisberger with Bruce Arians, mm -hmm. and he brought one Arizona Cardinal team within the Super Bowl. Well, Roethlisberger isn't Brady. Isn't six Super Bowl rings. He's only two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, but he won two. But that's the question is only four quarterbacks have won multiple Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger, for better or for worse, is one of those quarterbacks. And his first year, I think he was what? He was recently new to the league. He had an awesome defense and he had the bus behind him. Sure. And then his second year. great defense, great running game. I guess. Right. And then he had his second year, he had Bruce Arians with his no risk it, no biscuit offense. No Let's just it, no fucking biscuit. throw, you know, streak routes. You know, till till the cows come home, third and one, we're gonna run a streak route. Like Arians loved airing the ball out, and then 
a little bit of luck. Let's look. I mean, for I Eli Manning, like it's it's no shade. I'm not taking any talent away from the quarterback, but it's not like the quarterback is also drawing up the plays. Like he's also getting some fucking input from the head coach and the offensive coordinator too. Yeah. So two fucking lucky Super Bowls of all time. Yeah, but he also needed to make some athletic moves, like trying to get the ball to David Tyree. We can I cannot wait for that man. We done with the we can league. we can watch the tape and he made some athletic moves to get the ball to Tyree and Tyree's catch was, was luck, but it is what it is. That was the last time I cried. So that it's 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 a mix of a lot of things. It's quarterback, it's it's offensive coordinator, it's head coach. What's your thoughts on everybody piling on Big Ben about how he supposedly fumbled on purpose and he doesn't give a fuck one bit? Of I don't buy purpose. that because the guy the guy that said that I had to look up because I've never even heard of him yeah. and the the Pouncey brothers and other people in the NFL that didn't even play with Big Ben even like disputed that fact, being like you're just piling on the situation itself. By trying to drum up this nonsense. And at the end of the day, you someone saying that you're fumbling the ball on purpose is like the ultimate slight against a competitor. Regardless of whether or not you like the person or not. Like, yeah. I can't stand Big Ben. But I'm not going to come out and say, unless you can prove to me that Big Ben fumbled on purpose, that he... Pretty much took a shot at his own character by by almost so, throwing a I, game. I wanted this story to be so true. I wanted the second I saw this, I was like, "Ooh, fuck you, Big Ben!" I can't wait to watch the video and be like, "Oh, you piece of trash!" I saw that video and I don't see anything. Right. I saw the video and I was like, "Ah, I don't see it." And it's not even that. Like even Levy, right now it's just piling on. A big right. Game, and even it? like Le'Veon Bell, he he had a recent article with SI after he signed with the the Jets. Uh, pretty much, he he had to like choose his words carefully on what he wanted to say about Big Ben. He he didn't really have anything against him as a person, I guess you could say, if you read the article. But he had an issue with how he perceived himself being just below the general manager of the hierarchy of the team. Like other quarterbacks will go out of their way and introduce themselves to rookies. Big Ben never went out that way. Sure. sure. So. Yeah, man. Um, cool, cool, man. That was, a, that was a heated podcast episode. I never thought I would like. I never thought I'd be defending Dave Gettleman and Eli Manning. What are you but a Giants like, fan now as well? What? What are you Giants fan now as well? No, but I'm just saying, like, if you're a general manager of a team, in order to rebuild, you have to part ways with talent. And I'll keep going. It doesn't have to be a full rebuild. There could be a quad. How can you rebuild? have a partial rebuild? Look at the Dolphins right now. What person are they going to part ways with to rebuild that team? The reason why they made those signings, like uh, Fitzpatrick for two years and fucking, what is it, like less than peanuts and a freaking Visa gift card, was so they can stockpile a draft pick next year by getting a third-round comp, uh, compensatory pick. Like, they're making moves to rebuild the team, and you need the long view to rebuild a franchise. And I'll keep going back to the Cowboys move. It was either they parted ways with... Um, with Herschel Walker, or they parted ways with Michael Irving. One of those two talents had to move. They choose. They chose Walker. They got Emmett Smith. They got Darren Sharper. They won three Super Bowls. I'm not saying this move is going to win, get them three Super Bowls, but let's see how it plays out. All I'm saying is we'll have to see how the season plays out. Um, if Odell goes out there and lights it up. It's going to be immediately yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, the Giant okay. fans, like, Giant fans are going to be in the same boat as me. We're going to be stockpiling on Tums yeah. and, and Pepto-Bismol. We're going to be having ulcers, but you you have to ride it out. Like, I'm not a fan of riding out a rebuild. Nobody wants to say they like doing a rebuild. But in order to get talent back to the team. It's funny. I'm, like, saying this whole bullshit when I've never had my team go through a rebuild. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can, you name, can you name have... a, 
Can I'm you name three players? And now the Jupiter Police authorities are trying to take us down for our number seven ring. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Can, can you name three players prior to the Tom Brady era? Dick Felt, because I saw that meme about him. Drew Bledsoe and Ty Law. Boom. Who the hell is Dick Felt? I don't know. Some guy on a meme that I saw. You, you know, a meme could be photoshopped, right? So let's go with one more know. actual player. Let's go. Yeah, that's true, right? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, this is fine. So I guess Not Flutie. She, that's the before right there. before the Drew Bledsoe before the uh, the Tom Brady era. Drew Bledsoe, Doug Flutie, Doug Flutie wasn't on the roster. Troy Brown. Okay, Troy Brown, Drew Bledsoe. Doug Flutie, I don't think was on there before Tom Brady. Kind of hope to God that uh, Tay Bruski's there before him. <laughs> I, I think know. that was your get out of jail free card. That was your stretch. For those of you, <laughs> God, I wish I had a YouTube <laughs> camera. So I guess I should get to the plugs. So for those of you that have listened to probably an hour and fifteen, hour and a half of this train wreck, an hour and ten, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PFR Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Brando underscore Poo. My pain in the ass co-host over here, Jay Chima at Jay Chima. Jay Chima. Let's try Jay Chima Sweet Brown. What? So Jay Sweet Brown Chima. How about that? You're going to change it. Okay. But that might be too long for a Twitter handle. Right now at recording is Jay Chima. But Jay Sweet Brown Chima is not a good name. I'm not saying it's not a good name. How I'm about, just saying it might be too long for a handle. How about Jay Almond Milk Chima? Okay, that? now you're just sounding like you're. I'm not. I'm not going to say it because we're going to get pulled off. So, <laughs> what Jay Almond Milk Chima? Can I finish it? the plugs? Because I'm from like the the Middle East uh, part of the world, and like my complexion is almond. Apparently, that's what they call it. Like you know how it's ebony, or you know what I'm saying, like or white. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm go back to the plugs. And may, may God have mercy <laughs> Jay, on your soul. Jay Almond Milk Chima doesn't work for you. So Brando <laughs> underscore Puma on Twitter. Jay Chima on Twitter. Just, just say it once. Jay Sweet Brown Chima. Say no, it. no. Just say, just say. It. You can follow. You can listen to us. I'm gonna keep it up until you say it. I mean, you're, you're stepping on plugs. You want to get <laughs> listens and shit? Let me let me finish the plugs. So you can listen on. TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and uh, Google Play, Spotify. And we are, like I said, we're we're on Google Play. Recent update, Google Play. And we're also on uh, the YouTube at Pro Football Radio uh, Podcast. That's our channel right now as well, too. And I think that's all I have for plugs. Brother man, it's been a great one. It's been been a pretty epic (laughs) episode, episode number 10. Episode number 10. It's It's a milestone. Like I said last week, I was pretty, con- I was pretty convinced that after four we didn't expect to burn, but we're at ten. Hopefully, we get to a hundred eventually. We're at ten, and we haven't killed each other yet. But a couple of times, I wanted to jump across the table. Dude, that's like every day, though. That's gentleman. like every day. That's like every day. You just want to kill me for some reason. Never I'm not thought. the bad guy. All right? Jay underscore boots. You had me defending gentlemen. And before I go, I just want to say one last thing. You cannot stop the drive for number seven, right? No matter what you throw at the paper. You make I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. make no that's sense. Not, that's not, that's not you make this. no sense. <laughs> no, you make zero friggin' sense. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. It's right up there with people with like you. bitching about the media. I'm with you, 603. I you, wanna, you, I wanna, you don't want to be wanna, in the press? I want to go to the Shire someday. I want to go to the Shire someday and meet some of your friends. You don't want to be, be like, press. you know what? I agree with you, all right? You don't want to be in the press? Don't get a rub and a talk. Don't get a rub and a talk. Oh, <laughs> no, to play footballs. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Let's Via Candios.